1: I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Salaya Mosin.
0: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A round table of thinkers
2: unleashing their wisdom upon you. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing.
3: Well, I love wisdom, so I look forward to that. First this. There's
2: a couple of jackasses, too. Just fair warning.
3: Okay. So you, you oversold it. It was the old it was bait and switch, the old switcheroo.
2: No, it was just uh, I, I, it was the truth and nothing but the truth, but it was not the whole truth.
3: The average person needs almost three days to adjust after changing the clocks.
2: See, the fall back? I love because I feel so good in the morning.
3: I don't know if I notice any difference at all. Really? I never get enough sleep. Maybe that's why. Anyway, uh, the older you are, the more you hate it. Younger people don't seem to be bothered by changing the clocks hardly at all. And then it grows quite a bit as you get older, which I suppose is not surprising. Um, you need less sleep when you get older, right? Like you're old, old um, or well,
2: you don't get as much. I don't know if you need. I guess you need less. That's what my parents. Have I don't even. I don't want want to know think if that's universal. It.
3: You don't want that's, to think
2: about what sleeping. Your body's shutting down bit by bit, getting ready for the grave. I don't think that's it. That is it. Are you kidding? Of course it is.
3: You think when you if you need less sleep when you're seventy two, it's because it's preparing for your death. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right.
2: Uh, you don't produce it. as much energy. You don't burn as much energy. You eat less. You are slowing down.
3: Well, of course you're slowing down. Well, yeah, Heading well you're for where Cleveland? Well, if you're going to use that sort of way, to World look at Series it, game six. No, the grave. We're all doing that. Right. Right. And if Michael. you're going to look at it that way, we're all doing that from roughly age 27 on.
2: We're slowing yes, absolutely. down. Yep. That's every day I wake up. I say, oh, a little closer to the grave today.
3: You even did that when you were 29. Right. My body's preparing me for death. Mm mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Look at that, the old Graverino, one step
3: closer. Nice day, isn't it, honey? My body's preparing me for death. (laughs) I'm 29 years old. Uh, Speaking of almost death, Nancy Pelosi gave some more details of her husband's uh, hammer attack. She said that the surgeons had to... um, He got whacked on the head in two places with the hammer, is the problem. Ugh. And what they had stop to, the hammering. Yeah, earlier, earlier than they did. What they had to do, I'm quoting Nancy Pelosi. What they had to do is they had to take off the skull, reshape it, and put it back on so it isn't scratched or it could pierce the brain. So it was a fairly serious operation.
2: Wow! So they had to remove like the broken part plus a border region. I'd imagine reform wow. it. Good lord, Eey. that's awful. Yeah, that's that is rough. so terrible. That yeah, is pretty terrible. Well, and that the crazy guy. Who had just been a freak and a bit of an oddball, uh, but it had a job. He, he had a, a kind of a benefactor looking after him, and he had not had trouble in his life like legal trouble, violent trouble, criminal trouble. He was just kind of a weirdo. Now he's doomed, doomed for life. Wow. Terrible charge. He'll spend a fair amount of time in prison, and then he's got this charge looming over him. This is terrible. It's all I got. It's all you got. Now I want to hear the wisdom. Unbelievable.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters.
3: It's an election year, so...
0: Cain Velasquez, Salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. You know, uh, Trevor Noah is almost never the least bit amusing, but I'm told that this clip's okay. Uh, number 11, Michael.
3: According to the CDC, there are now six new variants, all competing to become the dominant strain this winter. <laughs> what they don't realize is that they're all competing with a strain that's already infected most of the country called the I don't give a shit about any of this anymore strain. Yeah, that's good. That is good. That yeah, there's good. some truth there i yeah. don't give a shit about any of this anymore
2: so there were a number of perspectives about the election and such that we didn't get on during the show today and i know this is a little more you know time sensitive than most of the one more thing podcast but i just i wanted to hear some of them uh brit hume is always interesting and i think he's making an interesting point point. 40. this country is so divided in such a partisan way that the time used to be when people would always tell you they voted for the candidate or the person or the man and not the party Today, I think people are voting for the party in larger numbers than they ever used to. The party becomes first, which means that a candidate like John Fetterman, who has shown some real uh, weaknesses as a as a in a way that you would need to not be weak as a senator—that is to say, speak and argue and understand your colleagues and all that—probably stands a little better. With people are saying, "I'm sorry, he's a Democrat. I'm voting for him because I'm a Democrat."
3: I oh, yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, you don't have to go very far back in history. Herschel Walker and Fetterman, no way they don't drop out of the races. Won a stroke, won a scandal that ran opposite of his stated point of view. Absolutely, you have to get out of the race. They both might win today. So, Britt Hume goes on to make the point that uh, Biden wanted
2: desperately to get out of Obama's shadow, so he decided to be FDR, but uh, that's that's not worked out very well for him, although he got trillions of dollars of
3: yeah, crap. Yeah, man, what past. way has it not worked out? <clears throat> that green new energy deal is going to be haunting us for the rest of my life. Do you mean the Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> yes, the Inflation Reduction Act. Ha, ha, ha. Here's
2: Josh Kraschauer of Axios, who's terrific in 42.
0: Some of the candidates are running better races,
3: especially since winning the primaries. But if you get this wave, waves
0: sweep not ready for primetime candidates through across the finish line and arizona blake masters has not run the strongest of races but he could still get swept in in that political tide you see the same with herschel walker uh, georgia is a red state i think traditionally at least uh it's he's not run the greatest of races but that might not matter because as brit said we are tribal we're partisan and we're putting on our red and blue jerseys
3: if i'm ever in office anywhere it's going to be because i jumped in during one of these waves because they some just lunkheads end mm-hmm. up winning sometimes in these waves. I mean, people, it just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, the one thing that was left out of
2: some of those analyses is uh, that back in, you know, say, 1984, the differences between the Republicans and Democrats, especially Congress people or senators or whatever, was pretty damn subtle. I mean, by modern standards, they were both from the moderate party. Right. If they didn't tell you which party they were in, it might be difficult to figure it out. Plus, back then you had,
3: uh, you had pro-choice Republicans and pro-life Democrats, for instance.
2: Right. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, It's a good point. Uh, so Newt Ging- Gingrich on what happened uh, back in the day when uh, the GOP uh, grabbed the House back, 43.
3: His staff wanted him to stand firmly for the left wing and fight us every day. And he said to him, if I do that, I'll get defeated. He said, I've got to cooperate with Newt or I'm not going to get reelected. And then he comes into the State of the Union and says the era of big government is over. He yeah. signs welfare reform, the biggest capital gains tax mm-hmm. cut in history. You know, pretty hard at that point not to find some common ground. That was a different era, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't do that now. Clinton, way too conservative
2: to get the nomination on the Democratic side. Maybe too conservative to get the Republican one. I don't know. Uh, I hope not. So a couple more. Uh, If he is
3: willing to work across the aisle, no way you get the nomination. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Uh, This is a cabal of uh, idiots on uh, MSNBC, including Stacey Abrams, making wild claims about black men as voters. And I think Tucker throws the, uh, the punchline in at the end, but it's 44. Where is the black vote for you right now? Because some observers have said it's not as enthusiastic as it was last time around.
1: Again, this is a question of who's doing the polling and who's doing the counting. I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponent. We know that black voters are often discounted, and unfortunately this year black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation. I think that Stacey is spot on with that. I listen uh, as my kids watch NBA highlights and whatever else they watch on YouTube. I hear the misinformation being piped in.
2: Wow, that's uh, interesting. But, you know, Tucker's point was so black men are so easily duped that that's why they're not supporting Stacey Abrams. That's a condescending and insulting point of view. But uh, again, it got no attention, as of course it didn't. Uh, Finally, uh, Ben Dominick. Will she
3: be going away when she loses today? Will that be the end of me? Definitely
2: weakened.
3: Will that be the end of me having to hear about her?
2: No, no. But she'll definitely be weakened. Uh, Finally, uh, Ben Dominic in 48, please, Michael, 48.
0: If you care about uh, the cost of energy, if you care about crime, if you care about the border, if you care about all these things that we see voters saying they care about, then why are you closing with a message that effectively says to people, I'm going to make your energy cost more? Because that's what they hear when they listen to Joe Biden say he's shutting down the coal plants. No more drilling.
2: Talking about that semi-infamous clip we talked about during the show fair amount, and then uh, Dominic, with my favorite line, perhaps uh, analyzing the uh,
0: the election forty-seven. We are going to move to a Democratic Party very quickly. That is all being led by these millennial girl boss energy types, and that's going to be crazy town.
3: Millennial girl boss energy
2: types. Yeah, I've never had a millennial girl boss. No. I can kind of picture what he means, and I would
3: quit. (laughs) Got a blood moon today, and this is election day that we're recording this. Going to be an eclipse on election day. It won't happen again for 400 years, so enjoy it. President Trump said... On what level am I supposed to enjoy it? I don't know. President Trump says he voted for DeSantis today for governor, so that's kind of interesting. Do you
2: think he got significant backlash when he took that shot at DeSantis?
3: I feel like something happened there. Yeah. But, man, when he ran in 2016, he took on anybody who challenged him. It didn't matter. I mean, he he he'd really tried to destroy them. And he's treating DeSantis in a different way if he's willing to say to the press that he voted for DeSantis. He took one shot at him the other day. And has backed off completely.
2: I think that speaks to the power dynamics, certainly in Florida. I just wonder, and it might be as simple as around uh, uh, El Dorado or uh, Dora the Explorer. What's the name? Mar-a-Lago. That's it. Um, (laughs) Dora the the Explorer. (laughs) Uh, Well, I had a lot of the sounds right. My brain just couldn't quite grasp it. but around Mar-a-Lago, I'll bet a bunch of his buddies said, "Hey, taking a shot at DeSantis. He's like the greatest thing that's happened to this state." What's up, Donnie? I think he just got a tremendous amount of negative feedback for that.
3: Could be uh, uh, the other person that needs to go away in my life. So, Stacey Abrams loses, goes away. Beto O'Rourke. Oh jeez. Can the <laughs> Democrats decide we were wrong about him and he is not only not the next JFK, he's not the next anything. He's just he's the he's the next person you. Kinda of remember if you ever get asked a trivia question. Uh please go away. Yeah. And then one more note that's not political. <clears throat> there is a winner of the two billion dollar lottery jackpot. One winning ticket. Somebody won two effing billion dollars. A ah, human being. Wow. Wow is wow. right. So they'll get a billion even after taxes. You have a billion dollars. Wow. You got to change your name like right now and hide.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you, you've you got to uh, accept it anonymously through attorneys and try your very, very best to keep your name out of the media. Yeah. No,
3: I'm, I'm out there. It's me. I have a billion dollars all bow before me. Now, I want you to act like you like me. I will perhaps lavish favors upon you. <laughs> And I'm expecting everyone to pretend that they really like me. Laugh really hard at all my jokes. Get out of my way when I'm coming. Pucker a, up
2: now and kiss my ass. Begin. Because I have a billion freaking dollars. Attractive women with no actual interest in me flock to me now. Not a problem. And, and, and attempt to curry my favor if it's in a, any, any way you see fit.
3: I hope it's a guy over the age of 50 married with kids. I think he got a shot. Or a girl. Um... Uh, If you're younger, doomed, you're doomed.
2: I came up with what I would do with the money. It's actually a business venture. I would carve off like 750 million. Of course, you end up with about half after you get the lump sum up front and then uh, paying taxes.
3: The thing they had on CNN was uh, they expected this person to end up with 980. So just short of a billion dollars.
2: Okay, let's call it a billion. So I'll carve off like, I don't know, 400 million because um, that's more than enough to be the crazy richest guy you've ever run into for the rest of your days. That other six hundred billion $600 million, I got this business venture. I'm going to buy one of those gigantic container ships and build a golf course on its deck. Now, it wouldn't be a lot of holes. You could use those restricted flight balls that they use in some places. Golfers know what I'm talking about if you've traveled much. Um, And, and here, here's the business. I take... Like guys on and gals on golf vacations like to Scotland and you get to play golf all the way there mm-hmm. and then you play in Scotland and then you play golf all the way back wow or Hawaii or whatever I mean that would be that would be popular
3: that's what you'd do Plus, if you, you had know, a billion dollars.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, this is a great idea. And there'd be, you know, bars and, and dance clubs or whatever down below decks.
3: I think I'd get a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
2: be cool. A nice new TV.
3: I think I'd open up a coin, uh, one of those coin-operated laundromats and just yep. people watch. There you go. Not a bad idea either. And not the least bit creepy. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. I would people watch at a laundromat.
1: (laughs)
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.